All right, welcome everybody to our next session here at Tales from the Forest. Uh, today, we are going to be playing Mouse Ritter, a very fun little game, um, except with some very serious uh, contemporary issues, or maybe not so much. But um, this is just your forewarning. Um, there are going to be uh, possibly depictions of violence or descriptions of violence, uh, or other such things that people uh, who, if you feel uncomfortable with those types of things, this is your warning. Thank you. Alright, so, before the world was for humans, many different species walked the earth. And even true to now, they have their own ways of dealing with things. In their own small kingdoms, much like our own, filled with magic and mystery. And today, we are here to take a look at one certain kingdom, or kingdoms, um, Many seasons ago, there existed a kingdom within a human settlement far to the north. After years of bloody and violent wars, two tribes of mice emerged victorious. The Longwhiskers, through pure strength and conviction, fought their way out of the bloody conflict, while the Brushtails turned towards a source called the Lightwell, a mysterious wellspring of magic that allowed the chosen of the bloodline to peer into the future momentarily. And so these two households long since have struggled against the impending tides of those that would come to bring harm against them. Until now, where in which they have decided to join forces through a royal wedding of sorts between Iris Brushtail and Alranis Longwhisker. And imagine, if you will, a camera panning downward and downward in through a forest, finding its way through the different brushes and fallen leaves of the autumn air as we pull close to a brick building. This huge structure grows higher and higher into the sky as we fall to the perspective of a mouse, scampering through different holes in the structures, coming forward into what becomes, from a mouse hole, into large Victorian and Baroque architecture. These sweeping arches that are carved intricately. These torches that sit in their sconces, lighting the room with a dim orange glow. So we follow this sort of perspective, this scampering. We find expansive tunnels of this architecture. This huge city within the walls of a human house and we pan to a specific bedroom in the house of the Long Whiskers. Rowan, if you would like to describe your character and what uh, they might be doing right now. Hello, my friends. I am Rowan Long Whisker, Sparrow Rider. I am waiting in my room, sharpening my arrows, preparing for my daily training with my sparrow. I do this every morning. It's my tradition of sorts, because I am going to be the captain of the Sparrow Rider Corps one day, and I am going to prove to my family that I'm worthy of our name. As you're sitting in your room sharpening your arrows, a knock comes to your bedroom door. So like, as uh, the door cracks open and you see a servant mouse of your family um, pokes their head in and says, I'm so sorry, young master, but... Um, I believe your father is calling for you. My father? Yes. What did he want? Um, 
he said something about preparing for the upcoming festivities with the wedding and all of these different, uh, well, issues that may present themselves, how we should... I believe he, he would be able to answer your question more thoroughly than I. Ah, uh, yes. The wedding. Uh, where can I meet him? Um, I believe in his chambers. Thank you. Thank you. I will meet him there immediately. All right. As the mouse ducks out, you walk out into the vast sort of large arched hallways of the long whisker sort of estate. This um, strange sort of these sets of tunnels that go down lower, um, sort of reaching um, at almost like a 60 degree angle in the way that you can like see them as if they were steps and see out across this sort of large open space. Um, looking out across, you see out through like a small mouse hole that looks over into the forested area directly outside of uh, the the castle, essentially. Um, and you can see the sort of winding thatched roads of worker mice going about their day, hunting, foraging, chopping wood, pulling wagons. You can see beetle shepherds shepherding their beetles off towards pasture. Um, and you look down and you know that uh, all you have to do is head down a little bit and then move to your left and you will be toward, headed towards your father's chambers. Well, I'm going to head towards my father's chambers. I do not wish to anger him. Awesome. So you um, arrive at your father's chambers and you can see your father, Uriel, a wizened and old mouse. His sort of once gray, uh, excuse me, once brown sort of um, speckled fur um, now fading into a gray and white. Um, His snout is completely white. His eyes sort of um, almost seem to like move and vibrate in their sockets as if they are looking at many things, but also nothing. Um, and he looks out and upon you, you can see he's in his sort of like robe, um, this sort of wrapper of some sort, something that used to be a candy wrapper has been like pulled and fashioned into a long and sort of luxurious robe that scrapes across the ground, um, as he walks up towards you and goes, my son, it is soon to be upon us the day of your brother's wedding. Yes, father, I'm aware. You've sent for me? Yes, yes. Um, I'm sure you're aware that we must be on our best behaviors. Of course, Father, of course. We are not as well-versed in rules of etiquette in the brush tales, but we must try our best to match their course. Do you understand me? I understand, Father. All right. Um, how goes your sparrow riding, your trainer? My training goes well, Father. Soon I may be able to join the corps formally. Hmm. Mm. You will see about that. Um, you must speak with your brother on matters of the military. It is long since beyond my years. Must we have to speak to my brother about the military? Uh, well, you are king. I am king, but he is acting general. And soon, my seasons are limited, my son. I understand, father. I will try to speak to Alranus about this. Yes, please do. In the meantime, please resume your, your training. You're studying whatever it is you do. Thank you, Father. Yes. And as you exit that um, that sort of hall, we pull back and out through that same mouse hole we came through to the other side of this long stretching hall of a building. Um, through the sort of like glass timbered, almost through a kitchen, you pull down and in and up into a very similarly mirrored sort of structure. 
Um, however, these holes and halls have been carved and crafted meticulously into smooth stone. Um, there are not sconces, but actual sort of skylights and natural lighting that have been built into these burrows. Um, and as we follow up this path, we find our way into a small sort of, not sanctum per se, but what looks almost as if it were a temple. There's a small pool uh, towards the center um, that's built out in these sort of like concrete bricks. Um, and looking around the outskirt edges, you can see these sort of carvings um, of the four seasons of uh, wind pushing leaves across uh, a path of grass and flowers blooming um, of the sun shining down and of ice cold winds whipping. Um, and we see through a small sort of uh, archway emerges a mouse, um, much smaller in stature, um, light brown fur, um, wearing what looks like a sort of like a small um, circlet of what used to be like a guitar string or something like that. Um, uh, the sort of brass wrapping around the top of uh, her head. You can see, for those who were not aware, this is Iris Brushtail, um, the bride-to-be and youngest member of the Brushtail family. And as she exits, you hear, I don't know, Chip, I think... I'm not sure if this is a good idea. I don't know how I feel about this. Would you like to introduce your family? Hey, I'm Chips. Rodea from New York. Uh, I'm follow. I'm Iris's bodyguard. Following after, I go look. I mean, you said you like him. I like him. And your parents said you gotta marry him. What you gonna do? You know. I know. I know. It's just. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready. I'm sure you're ready. I mean, look look at all the things you've done for the king. You're, you're great. You're great. I've seen you... I really... I've seen you grow so much over the past few years. I, I think you're ready. I think you're good. Chip, I, I need to be honest with you. Yeah. I haven't... I haven't been able to get the, the light world to speak to me. That is a problem. I'm just, I'm scared. I don't want to, I don't want my parents down. I don't want to let my people down. It's it's a lot of pressure. I know, I know. You're ready. And look, if he breaks your heart, I beat his tail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. If he treats you bad, I got you back. Um, as you finish that sentence, um, the door sort of um, on the other side of the chamber opens, um, and uh, Iris's father, um, his name is Connor, uh, as he enters, um, you can see as he sweeps in with this large sort of like very pompous and like there's a large sort of like swip of like a bottle cap has been fashioned to the back of uh, the sort of robe that he's wearing to make it look like he has almost like a headdress-like effect coming out the back of his head um, as he sweeps in and goes, Iris, how goes your 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 nature's in here? Uh, and Iris says, well, um, so far, so good. Uh, I think I'm really making progress. Um, how is the, the planning going? Um, and Connor responds, well... Um, we're still sorting 
some of the details out with the planner, but um, from what I remember, um, Alranis should have it all set up so that um, within the next few nights, we should be prepared. Um, but I think that you're going to do great. And Iris goes, um, yeah, I think I'll do great. Um, as the camera pans to a little bit outside in the center where these two sort of, um, houses meet, um, in this sort of large pavilion that has this grass sprouting up out of it, we can see, um, the beginnings of these sort of like twig and stick, um, like splints have been put up and, um, wedding arches are being made, seating is being crafted, um, and that's where we see Alranis, a very imposing large mouse, um, his fur sort of darker uh, than the rest of his family's. He wears this ceremonial um, sort of armor um, that he can be seen almost in any point wearing. It is made out of the chitin of a black widow spider, um, and that sort of dark, imposing black uh, flows back into uh, a cape that rests along the shoulders of Alranis as he booms. Tarragon! Where are you? Tarragon! Ollie, if you'd like to introduce your character. So, I'm Tarragon. I am a wedding decorator, usually electrician, but my services were requested. And I pop my head out of a small space where I've been gathering my supplies together, making sure I have all of my wires and power sources. And I say, what is it? Well, what is this? I thought you were going to make the wedding venue. This is, what, some sticks and some wire? Well, I'm just the... I'm just the lighting guy. If you have problems with the arches, you have to ask the arch guys. Mm. All right. Um, this is, uh... What? Um, and he leans in and goes, Listen. To be completely honest, I don't care who you are. I just want this done. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. All right. Where's our entertainment? Where's... And you watch as a mouse uh, in this sort of, like, blue thread has been wrapped around their body. Um, this is Emile Marigold, um, the main sort of uh, right hand to the throne of uh, the Long Whiskers. Um, steps out and goes... Ah, so sorry. Um, I believe uh, we are looking for Duncan. He is around here somewhere. Um, uh, and as you, Duncan, as you're sort of sitting sort of towards the outside area of this uh, patio, um, you watch as Emil comes up. And, Excuse me, Duncan, I believe that Alranis is here to uh, talk to you about something. I'm not uh, entirely sure. Uh, and Seth, would you like to introduce your character? Um, I- I'm Duncan Darkwood. Uh, I... Grew up on the outskirts of town, just a simple woodcutter in the family business. But, you know, music is my real passion. And, you know, I just grew up with music, and one day I was recruited by a noble to sing for them. They thought I was, I was cool enough, I guess. So, yeah, I just am here now, and it's great. Uh, I, I tell him, you know, uh, okay, ah, uh, he's a little scary. Uh, 
you see as Alranus is talking, uh, finishes his conversation with Tarragon, um, looks up to see you and goes, ah, yes, um, you are handling our, uh, entertainment, I suppose? Uh, yes, yes, uh, I, I have my little lyre here that I, uh, I sing a couple of songs, I, I have some, uh, other fellow troubadours of mine that I also do, will be coming from the, uh, festivities. Alright. So, I do believe that we will have a, a good show for, to put on for you and your wedding. Well... I suppose I'll believe you for now. Um, I believe I was supposed to talk about something else. This, this, someone, hmm. My father said something about, um, and Rowan is about this time that you come out and you see Aranis is standing in this plaza, um, surrounded by these other mice, um, just thinking quietly to himself. Uh, something about, no, uh, it wasn't that, um, what could it I walk up behind Oh my him. god! <laughs> Brother! <laughs> Rowan, you cannot do that. Remember last time when I literally punched you in the face so hard uh, that one of your whiskers fell out? I do remember, brother. I do remember. But I have important matters to discuss with you. Yes, yes. What, what do you need? About the Sparrow Riders, brother? Oh, yes. The Sparrow Riders. Um, I've completed my training. Well, seeing as it's uh, fall now and... Soon it will be winter. I'm not sure if uh, Sparrow Rider recruitment will be available to you at the moment. Sparrow's must. Surely, surely you understand my skill. You could just put me in. Hmm. There needs to be no application process. Brother, what you need to come to understand is that our clan does not exist now because we let whoever we want join the military. It is our lifeblood. It is what makes us strong. And unless you prove yourself, you are not strong. Yes, brother. You will soon see my strength, I assure you. Good. All right. Well, while you're here, since you're better with um, all of these sorts, um, how about you make sure that uh, the arrangements for the wedding are sorted? Yes, brother. Good. Good. I will see you later then. And he walks back out. Alright, so what's what's going on here then? Oh, well, um, he was just asking me about what the plans for the entertainments were going to be, and I just told him that me and a couple of my troubadour friends would be playing some songs for them, you know. And so, you know, like wedding marches and love songs. Ah, yes, yes, all of that, all of that. Of course, of course. Entertainment. Entertainment. Well, I'm, I'm sure you have that covered. Just, um... Of course, of course. Make sure that the other troubadours are here on time. Yes, yes. And, uh, hate to anger my father. Uh, I would hate to anger your father as well. He looks pretty scary. You look pretty scary. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. It's okay, it's okay. You're... Just make sure everything's in line. You there, you, you're, you're the, uh, electrician, yes? Yeah, that's me, I'm Tarragon. Ah, Tarragon, wonderful. How goes the, the electricity, is it? Uh, yes, that's what it's called. Yeah, I'm just making sure I have all my power sources so that making sure there's going to be enough for the whole venue. It's very large. Yes, it is. Uh, we are uh, a large family, as you could say. Mm. 
Certainly. Certainly. Yeah, but it's going to be an easy job. It's just wire, lights, power source. That is perfect. you know where the, uh, the carpenters are, by any chance? These arches are looking miserable. Um, I'm... I haven't seen them, but just follow the sound of, like, of hammering. I'm sure you'll find hammering, them. Hammering. Uh, hopefully that does not lead me to the blacksmith. Uh, <laughs> Maybe sanding. Perhaps sanding. Like perhaps sanding, if I, if I could hear it. Uh, mm-hmm. Here. Ah! Something using a planing tool. <laughs> a planing tool, yes. <laughs> yes. I will follow the sound of the planing. <laughs> As you come forward, you find um, a sort of taller mouse... Um, that has a planing tool that's kind of made out of um, one of those like um, exacto knives that is just has like two pieces of wood like <laughs> hot glued to it <laughs> and as um, they're currently planing out a twig so that it uh, stands as like a two by four. Hello there, sir. Yes, may I help you? Yes, uh, I've been tasked by my brother Alronis to uh, oversee the construction process. How's it going? Yes, well, this is um, one of eight twigs that need to be planed. Um, after that, we're going to start construction on the main arch and some of the um, specific, uh, specified tables. Yes. Do you not have any sort of pre-built tables that you had in mind for this, or are you certain you want all of these to be custom-built? I'm certain that my brother would not have asked for them to be custom-built if he did not want them custom-built. Oh, right. Well, then we will... Work right on that. Um, however, that custom building is going to cost us some time, however. Yes, well, I'm sure that perhaps some of the farther back tables do not need to be custom built, as my brother may not be able to see them from all the way at the front of the venue. I understand. Yes, all right. Um, that can be arranged. Yes, wonderful, wonderful. And uh, when do you expect the arch to be put up? Um, sometime midday tomorrow. Midday tomorrow. That is good. It's good. We should be on time for the wedding then. All right. Well, then, if you don't mind, I'd like to get back to my work. Yes, of course. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the planning tool resumes. <laughs> I'm gonna. Ron's gonna look around to see if he can see anything else, so he can look like he's important and doing uh, good things. Is there anything that Ron is specifically looking for? More like workers, things that you can check in on. Gotcha. So, um, the next part that you would be, um, like looking to, so the carpenters are working, um, entertainment is rehearsing, um, electricians are working up and down, or the electrician that is here, um, is sort of arranging wires. Um, the only person that's here right now is Emil. Okay. I'm going to walk up to Emil. Hello there, Emil. How are, uh, how's the wedding planning going? Ah, hello. Um, um, as of right now, we are making good progress. Um, I uh, hope to oversee the uh, construction of the arches, of course. Yes. Um, but as well, um, I believe uh, your father has uh, put out a hunting party for um, some of the more um, important parts of uh, the feast. He's put out a hunting party, you say? Uh, yes. Um, to uh, forage and gather um, important um Parts. I'm not familiar with the, the custom of uh, your feast, but uh, I'm sure there are specifics that are required. Uh, yes. Where is this hunting party, you say? Um, I believe they are gathering in your main uh, homestead, okay. as of right now. 
Good, good. I believe that I will join them. Perhaps they need my uh, royal supervision. Perhaps, um, by all means. Well, uh, as you were. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, and as you exit, um, you head back up through the mouse hole towards um, the Long Whisker uh, estate. Um, Emil saunters over to you. He walks over to you um, and sort of looks over your shoulder at some of the wires that you're doing um, and says, You'll think that's wrong. You need to add the capacitor. Motherfucker, get out of my business. Listen, if you want to keep your head, I suggest you listen to my instructions. Hmm? Fine. Now, go into my supply bag and I fish around for a capacitor. And I find one and I start adding it to the right spot. Good, good. Um, a lot is riding on this wedding. Not just for you, but also for me. Alright? Yeah, well, I'm not doing this for you. I'm aware. Keep your act together. And he walks away. Um, we follow the camera back up through the mass hole towards Rowan entering. Um, as you can, you can see as you enter the sort of main homestead hall, um, uh, your father is speaking, uh, to, uh, the hunting party comprised of a couple members of the main, uh, sort of army corps, a couple of people who are on the Sparrow Riders uh, uh, corps, and also uh, led by Alranis, who is um, talking to your father. Uh, your father goes, all right, so, um, of course, as per tradition, you're going to head out. I need you to find juniper berries, um, and it's very important that you hunt a stag beetle. Stag roast is part of the tradition, of course, as you know, uh, and Alranis goes, Yes, father. Um, it shall be easy, a man of my nature. And your father goes, That is what I'm counting on. It's your wedding. But remember, nothing too flashy, alright? As you wish, father. Um, and as they turn to head out, they start walking in your direction. Hello, brother. It's good to see you. Hello, Rowan. I was not sure that you were going to finish your duties this quickly. Well, you know, I am, of course, a man of this house, and I can finish my duties very rapidly because of my skill, brother. Yes, I'm aware of your skill. Is there something I can help you with, Rowan? You are going on the hunting trip, yes? Yes. Father has sent us out to collect juniper berries and to hunt a stag beetle. Would it be possible for me to come along with you, brother? Um, Alranis looks to the other mice around him and goes, I'm not sure if hunting a stag beetle is up to your caliber, but you are always welcome to come with us and to collect the juniper berries. Of course, brother. Well, I, I shall do my duty, as you have said, and collect the juniper berries with you. All right. And you all, um, go out of the mass hole and head down sort of this patch, um, in towards these woods, these huge trees towering higher than skyscrapers among you uh, as we come to Chip. Chip. Um, Iris is once again sort of has walked through um, the halls of the this sort of large religious temple to the light well um, and is making her way towards the main uh, antechamber um, in preparation 
to head back towards the light well in hopes of finding something again. Um, you follow along the sort of familiar path winding around this large circle um, where there's a small pool uh, where she heads towards it and washes her paws, her face. She rubs the water into her whiskers and pulls back, cleaning herself. Um, and then goes, All right, Chip. Wish me luck. Good luck, kiddo. Thanks. As she heads through this sort of, like, um, curtain of polyester, um, making her way forward, finding her way uh, down in through this uh, curtain and out into what you know as the light well proper, um, you've never been past the curtain, as people who are not a member of the Brushtail line are not allowed past it. Um, and you stand your position outside of these sort of uh, curtains, looking out across this main chamber, this large sort of circular structure going up. It has columns that dome up into a second level and then a dome that closes off at the top. Um, it's large and echoey. Um, and as... Um, as you stand your position of guard, you see um, Connor um, sort of muttering to himself. No, no, he's not ready. Um, as he walks in an arc, fully ignoring you going past um, and down um, an opposite hallway. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stay in guard. The princess and resist the urge to yell echo and <laughs> see what happens. Just my eye patch, just my sword. You stand. Ten, twenty minutes go by, and you hear just a sort of soft, almost sobbing, coming from behind the curtain as these sort of heaves. Iris? Um, yeah. Iris? Chip? You okay? Yeah. Um, I'm alright. I'm okay. Um, the curtains part as she heads out. Looks at me and she's. Um. Do you wanna walk with me to the, uh. to the venue? Sure. Thanks. Um, and you make your way to the out of this domed hall into the sort of larger uh, common areas, these sort of winding passageways um, of differentiated street levels as these sort of mouse hole houses are carved into the sides of uh, the rock and stone that have been smoothed out. Um, each one of these sort of large hallway streets um, reverberates with the sound of speaking and laughter, drinks being poured, um, singing, um, it's remarkably more merry than um, the Long Whisker Clans area. And having traversed through both sessions and even the midlands between, nothing is quite as comforting, at, comforting as the sound of going and returning from this area. And as you step out into the sort of brusque autumn air, um, you can see a long ways across um, an arc is sort of being lifted. There are two mice that have um, these uh, ropes that are tied around the outsides and are in the process of heaving them up. 
um, you also see um, a sort of smaller mouse pterodon sort of standing by, waiting for the arc to go up so that um, the lights can be placed upon it. They're so dramatic. Don't they have their own, own arches already built? Why do they got to build a new one? I don't know. It's it's something about tradition or making things with their hands. I, I really don't get it. Ugh. Oh, well. At least, um, at least the guy I'm is nice. His brother, though, yeah. So, I mean, I I think Rowan's okay. No. All right. I mean, I. You know, Alranus is. Uh, he's a. Uh, you know, he he's a bit much sometimes. Yeah, but he's got he's got the spirit. You know, you know, I I, I like him. Yeah, I guess that's admirable. Um, Iris sort of breaks away from Chip for a second and walks up to you, Terradon, and goes, Um, how are things going right now? Well, the lights would be going great if they'd ever get this arch up. Um, yeah, wow. Um, that does look really large. Um, and looking at this arch, it's like the main arch of the building. You have like a small sketch of your plans, um, uh, next to you. Looking at this huge sort of like, it goes up. And it curves and bows out almost like a recurve bow uh, across the top. And you have plans to like drape lights around it and really make this entire thing look good. Um, you can see as a small wagon being pulled uh, by uh, a couple beetles um, comes up the road as um, the floral delivery is here. And um, the arrangement of getting these sort of small blooms um, wreathed around the arches and around the tables um, is beginning to start. Um, and as you all look across the beginnings of this sort of moment, this moment in history where these two huge families are coming together, and you think about what the future is going to bring, what are Chip's thoughts about this? Huh. It's nice that that we're going to, you know, maybe usher in a new era of peace. And not have so much war, so much bloodshed. I don't like war. War's not great. You got problems, duke it out with the person you got problems with. Don't, like, kill the, the whole kingdom, you know? But also, I really don't like the long whiskers. I really don't. Especially the one. Can't stand. As we pan down, Tarragon, what are your thoughts as this is happening? Well, I kind of just wish it would be over and done with already so I can get back to my regular work where no one tells me how things have to look and there's no French people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> like, wharf more. Just want to go home, take a nap. Organize my wire collection. And I don't want to attend a wedding. As the camera pans up through these woods, um, you walk through these towering trees, Rowan. Um, these other mice that you look up to surrounding you as these huge leaves fall down and sort of slightly impact onto the ground. Um, you are going after the stag beetle. A good prize. 
what do you think Rowan's strategy is going into this? Um, having been told to collect the juniper berries. Of course, Rowan is going to try and kill the stag beetle. Gotcha. And he's going to try to kill it him, himself with one, one shot from his arrow so that he can, you know, in, in his eyes, if he does this, his brother will be, Oh, of course. How could I have, um, not realized your strength so you can join the, the rider corps? Gotcha. And as you're thinking about your plans to strike down this mighty beast, um, you're interrupted from your daydream by Alronis's voice. All right. This is you. Go, um, find the, uh, juniper berries. I believe they're located just a bit north of here. We're going to head west. We'll reconvene when the sun angles in the trees that way. Of course, brother. Of course. And I, I shall collect the juniper berries. All right. And they turn and make their way westward. I'm going to be collecting the juniper berries, but peering back to sort of see what they're doing, where they're going. Um, you watch as they crest sort of over a ridge and down into a small valley out of your eyesight. I uh, grab a couple juniper berries and I try to slowly make my way to that ridge so I can peer over. All right. Hell yeah. Um, peering over, you see them sort of um, discussing something as they all sort of begin to spread out throughout this valley. Um, from sort of like context, you can sort of surmise that um, they are headed out to scout for a stag beetle. I think I'm going to try to trail my brother to see where he's scouting. I think he has the best chance of finding the beetle. Alright. Trailing your brother, you watch as um, he heads um, sort of like northwest, um, going over, um, across, like he climbs up a large rock getting up over a lip of this sort of, like, hanging moss cliff. Um, as he climbs up and over, um, grasping onto roots, you watch as he climbs over and begins to crawl on his arms and uh, knees as he is... You watch as his sort of, like, body tenses up. And this is your sort of signal that he's viewed something. So I'm going to start, like, circling around so I can so I can stay out of his sight but possibly get a glimpse at what he's looking at. Um, sort of like shimmying up the ridge and looking over, you can see the large black sort of glistening chitinous hide of the stag beetle. Um, it's low to the ground, um, and Alranus is starting to rotate sort of like right ways, um, trying to get into its blind spot to get it done. I think I'm going to sort of shadow his, his movements as well, so I can, I'm going to start inching closer to the stag beetle. You get closer and closer until you're essentially like just a leap's distance from it, but so is Alranis as he readies himself and draws this sort of um, larger, um, what looks to be like what is like one of those like scalpel blades, but only the top blade. He grasps it along that sort of like hole that where the uh, the handle would usually like connect to the blade, but it is now open, and so he grabs that and angles it and seems poised, ready to strike. What do you do? I'm going to draw one of my arrows as he draws his the blade right. and sort of prepare to pounce as he pounces. Okay. Um, I'd say for this, you might make a check. Oh boy. You might see how this goes. Um, here's this. Um... Okay. 
Yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, this is probably easier. Okay, there you go. Um, all right. So how? So you're gonna leap for this? Do you think that you are um, trying to use your speed to get closer, or are you attempting to overpower this? I'm gonna try to use my speed to get closer. Okay. Then I'd say that this is a dexterity check. Okay. Uh, so you want a, to roll under your dexterity score. Under my dex, so it's a d20. Yes. I did roll under. All right. Seven. Seven. Um, you watch as Aranis waits and goes to pounce, and you watch as you jump and right into the neck of this stag beetle. It sort of clicks its pincers um, as um, the Aranis goes to jump at the back, and the um, large chitinous wings, the set of double wings, set off, and it starts going forward. You are now straddling its neck, yeah. an arrow in it, like in it, and as it is beginning to take off and fly forward. I'm going to start trying to, like, saw at its neck to try to All right. kill it. I want you to roll your damage for your uh, your longbow. Okay, it's a, well, actually, this wouldn't be as effective because you're just yeah. jamming it with an arrow, so you would roll a, a d4. D4. One damage. One damage. You, as it starts to veer to the side as your weight is imbalancing it, um, you get another attack off. Roll another d4. Three damage. Three damage. It's at four as you begin to sort of crack it as our eyes goes, Rowan! As, as you are encompassed in this, your training with sparrow riding means that you are locked in, your legs are crossed and your feet are locked underneath the neck of this beetle as one of your hands has reached onto, um, it's like outer horn, horn looking pincer, um, and it's antennae are going wild. You don't even notice as you look down and you are up off the ground, flying up into the air. Alranus is down below you on the forest floor. Um, I need you to make a dexterity check. Okay. I rolled a 12. I fail. You fail. You watch as you are so encompassed in this moment, you didn't even realize how high up off the ground you are as your leg gets caught in one of the smaller mandibles underneath the mouth of the, the beetle, and your footing slips, your leg falls, and you... Are now holding, you're hanging one arm on the clutched into the uh, arrow stuck in the neck of the beetle as you are imbalancing it and it veers hard, starting to bank right. You watch as the other sparrow riders that were with your uh, brother take notice as you fly over this um, deep valley. Um, what do you do? What is your plan here? I think I'm going to try to get back on it by drawing a second arrow in my other arm and jabbing it into it as well, trying to pull myself up. All right. I would say for this context, it would be a strength check. You failed again. You fail again. You watch as you get the other one, roll damage. One. One. You watch as um, you get both of them in, and as you pull one of the plates in the armor of the beetle, breaks, and you fall, and you head straight down towards the forest floor for a moment before into a leaf, into another one, falling down and down. You take, can I borrow this for a second? You're going to take maybe six of damage. One. (laughs) One damage uh, as you fall to the ground, right onto your tail, um, and uh, 
the stag beetle buzzes sort of lazily um, across the top of the ridgeline. Um, and Alranis, out of breath from running after you, um, comes back and goes, you were supposed to get the juniper berries, Rowan. What was that? But brother, I, I, I thought if I, if I could take the stag beetle, I could You were wrong! You. you need to learn your place. Do not come back until the stag beetle is dead. He walks away off with the rest of the party. Um, they all give you these sort of forlorn glances um, as they step off and out back towards uh, your home. Um, the rest of you, having um, sort of convened um, in this uh, manner, um, a little bit afterwards, um, Chip, uh, you and Iris are invited um, to have... Emil dinner with um, Uriel and um, Alranis and most and um, most of the Long Whisker Whisker Clan as um, you are brought in uh, to the sort of like Baroque architecture um, and as you sit for your feast, um, our good friend uh, Duncan here is your you sort of stand in the corner playing your lyre your usual um, gig. Um, uh, sort of behind a small sort of door that is, that has like, what is like made of what used to be a matchbox, um, is the sort of servants quarters where a lot of the, um, people that were working before are eating their sort of like not nearly as good food, um, among them being tarragon as you all sit in this sort of shared space. Um, as you enter and sit, um, uh, Uriel says, Aranis, where is Rowan? And Aron says, Well, Father, when we were out on our hunting trip, he decided that he was going to interrupt our process, and so I told him that he may not return home until he has slain the stag beetle for the feast. <laughs> um, Iris speaks up and goes, Don't you believe that's that's a bit cruel, isn't it? He's, he's no older than me. I, stag beetles, it's, it's no easy, easy feat there, quite kindness. And uh, Aronis goes, if he wants to be a man, then he must prove himself one. And Uriel goes, yes, you speak truth, my son. In the meantime, Iris, how, how goes your, your, your meetings with the Lightwell? And I said, well, things are, are well. Um, I have nothing to complain of. There is no quite large issue. Um, as of yet, we are looking good. Uh, in fact, I, I foresaw great success uh, and fortunes in our union. Aranis goes, but of course. What else would you expect from us? Um, and as the dinner sort of continues, we cut back to Rowan. Rowan, night has fallen, and you are still tracking this beetle. What is your um, current plan of action? So my current plan is that uh, one of the um, its armor plates had fallen off. 
I'm going to use that. I'm going to strike there with my bow to try to kill it where it's weak. All right. Um, make an attack. Just roll your damage. Sorry. I realized that I put this out of your reach. No, it's fine. D8. Bow. Five damage. Five damage, you. And as the arrow looses, it flies and rotates and strikes straight into that sort of mushy underplating of the beetle. As you watch as it's... As it... And slides deep into the dirt, um, crashing down into the earth. You now are presented with the challenge of returning it back to your home. Yes. As this beetle is easily the same size as you and covered in these heavy chitinous plates. Hmm. I think I'm going to work my way toward. I'm going to work my way towards the beetle and inspect it, trying to remember the area that it's in. Hmm. And then I'm going to work my way towards the uh, where the where we keep the sparrows. I'm going to mount my sparrow. All right. You find your way back and mount your sparrow. I'm going to fly on my sparrow towards where the beetle is, and I'm going to have my sparrow pick up the beetle in its claws. All right, it clutches onto the sort of outward legs of the beetle, and in a beat of the sparrow, and you fly it back to your kingdom. Um, as you are all sitting in here, Rowan, how do you return? I'm going to sort of make it a grand entrance. I'm going to, instead of dropping the beetle, or like placing the beetle where I should, I'm going to bring the beetle towards where the uh, wedding's being constructed so that everyone can see that I've slain the stag beetle. All right, you you drop it down onto this large sort of like uh, pallet that is being brought in um, as multiple mice pass through and, and murmurs begin to spark up. Rowan Longwhisker, and how you have slain a stag for this grand occasion. I start shouting, Aranus, brother, where are you? Um, as you're standing in there, um, you watch as Emil emerges past, pushing past you through the servants' quarters, um, and goes, um, Your Majesty, uh, I believe, uh, Aranus is being called, uh, Rowan has returned, um, he has something we think about these, and Aranus goes, <laughs> alright. And rises um, and exits uh, from this room. You watch as Aranus, still in his large sort of um, spider plate, um, emerges from the mouse hole um, and looks out upon you. Brother, it is a great day. I have slain the beetle. Hmm. You have, have you? As he looks forward towards it um, and begins to inspect it, sort of lifting up some of its larger mandibles, um, <laughs> and claps you hard on the back. <laughs> You've done well, brother. Thank you, brother. I hope that you are excited for the feast. Of course. Uh, why would I not be excited for the feast, brother? <laughs> it is a grand occasion. That it is. That it is. Come, let us be merry. I am to be wed <laughs> as you enter back in. And um, we close for our sort of night time as you all go to your rests um, and get ready for the next day. The next day being the day before the wedding. Um, 
not much happens um, besides um, anxiety and stress towards um, what will happen when there is, of course, the rehearsal dinner. Um, so there's many a thing to be thought of. Um, I'd like to begin with Tarragon. How have you orchestrated this wedding to look its best? Well, I've got my tiny little lights all wrapped around stuff. Got them. I would have collaborated with the like people designing the florals to sort of intertwine those in fun and interesting ways. Maybe like you know little bouquets with lights in them. Maybe I can work something up a little special for the bride's bouquet if someone asks me nicely. That would be a fun challenge, not like all these just lines of lights all over the place, one power source, nothing interesting. And yeah, so we're gonna we're getting as much lighting in here as possible. Because I don't want to die for doing a terrible job. <laughs> Alright. Um Duncan, how do you think what are you, what are you planning on playing for this reception? Well, I've had a lot of uh, events like this in the past. So we have our, we, me and my uh, bandmates have like a little repertoire going. Of course, there's like wedding marches and all of that. Um, a couple of love songs that I personally enjoy playing and singing. Um, and a couple of other ones from the other bands as well. But that's just like my set list. I'm just going over it in my head. Um, like there's nothing much to it. It's like for me, this is like a big event, one of the biggest that I've ever been to. But it's also it's just an opportunity for me to to sing, you know, to play my new live, to strum my to strum my instrument, and you know, that's enough for me. All right. As the sort of beginnings of these uh, events begin to transpire, um, <laughs> guests mingle through. Um, Terragon. Um, you see somebody that you notice, that you remember. Um, a mouse from the Circle of Herbs. Um, you recall Johannes, um, a scavenger, um, and an inventor. Something that you saw more of your rival or a, a fellow innovator is here. Um, and you watch as he, uh, enters this sort of like, um, in this regal, almost like silver chain of like a couple soda tabs that have been like cut and um, re reassembled together, um, a sort of like a bottle cap buckler and this sort of like incredibly well polished brass needle at his side as he um, enters in in this regalia. Um, as he begins to walk past you, you watch as he stops and turns and goes, Tyragon? Johannes? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Well, I was invited. I, I assume that was the same for you. Uh, well, no, I'm working this. Really? I... Well, I should have known. The lighting's excellent. Thank you. Last someone appreciates it. No, I was asked to do this as a favor. I see. I see. Of course, they get the best. Yes. How have you been? Oh... All right, relatively speaking. I mean, the past few days have been very big whirlwind of decorating a wedding and planning a wedding and 
hearing about the wedding and talking to people. Yes, I imagine that the whole wedding thing gets a bit boring after some time. Yes, and Emil is here. Emil is here? Yeah, you got me into this. Really? My God. Well, have you seen him recently? I haven't. Last I heard, he was um, he was heading down south to do something, something about a project with some mice that were. It was something with the 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 the, the southern rocks. I don't remember. He's always up to something. Really. Yeah, I didn't know that he was here. Yeah, he's probably lurking somewhere. I'll keep I'll keep an eye out for him. But thank you. I'm excited to see what you have in store. Thank you. It's good to see you. You too. As um, he steps down and in, uh, sits at one of the sort of tables towards the front that were custom made for this event. Um, Rowan, what do you think you're doing right now? I think I'm sort of um, trying to um, make everyone aware Perhaps because I know that people I heard murmuring when I did bring in the stag beetle. I think I'm just trying, sort of trying to still riding that high, being very like pompous, walking with my chest out, like presenting very like heroic for all the guests at the party. Amazing. Um, as you're sort of presenting, um, you feel a sort of small paw tug on your shoulder as yeah, your little brother Kynan, um comes up and says, "Did you did you really did you really kill the stag beetle?" Of course I have, Kynan. I, I, I brought it in on my sparrow. That's so cool. <laughs> I know it is, Kynan. I know. Wow. What was it like? What was it like? Did you like, oh. did you like fly in on your sparrow and you were like, oh, no. your arrows? It was even more incredible than that. You see, for I, I was trailing the beetle with my, with Aranas. Yeah. And Aranas had drawn his mighty stag blade, but I, I knew that I drew my arrow for its more light and nimble. And before Alronis could mount the beetle, I leapt on it myself and jammed my arrow into its Whoa! neck. Yes. Really? Yes, yes. But, you know, I, I would not be lying if I said it was uh, easy. You know, it's a stag beetle after all. Yeah. But I was, I was on top of it, you know. My legs <laughs> locked around its neck, right? Very, very heroic. And I... I pried one of its, uh, part of its armor off, but it shook me off. Oh. I fell to the ground. No. No, kind of, it's okay. Oh. Do not worry. For, you see, I am an expert tracker, and I managed to find the beetle once more. And, if you remember, I peeled its armor back. Yeah. And I took out my toothpick bow, and I drew an arrow, and I loosed, and it struck the beast right in its side. And it plummeted to the earth. And that is when I grabbed my sparrow and flew it back. Wow! You're so cool. I know I am, kind of. <laughs> Not like Ronis, where he's like, Eh, Kynan, you can't be here. The adults are talking. Or like, no, Kynan, don't touch that. You'll hurt yourself. Or, no, Kynan, you can't ride the sparrow. You're too small. You know? Kind of. They said the same things to me, brother. But you are not too small, I assure you, kind of. For a man of this house always hurts himself before he is ready. Yeah. Rowan, when I grow up, I will be just like you. Oh, that is great to hear, kind of. That is great to hear. I love you, brother. I love you, too. And he scampers off back um, to find your parents as um, 
Uh, Chip, you've been sort of hanging towards the back, um, keeping a good eye on everything. Um, and looking around, um, the rehearsal dinner's going good. Um, guests are mingling. Um, Iris is mostly sitting with her parents. Um, she looks kind of sad, but there's so many things that that could be. You're not even sure where to start. Um, and looking across the crowd and sort of towards the back closer to uh, the large stone building that this pavilion is connected to. You see a mouse um, in this sort of wrapped blue um, shirt um, and these sort of pants um, that are um, made out of like leaf fibers. Um, you feel like you've seen them around. You know they're associated with the long whiskers, but you can't put a finger on it. There's something weird about them, but also familiar. And you watch as they sort of like look around um, and they duck around uh, sort of a small stone corner out of sight. Can we do things going on in here? No problem. Alright. As you um, go around, um, Duncan, looking um, at, from your position up on top of uh, the sort of like band stage, um, you're anxious. You're always anxious before you play a gig. And that sort of like electric energy is running through your body. You feel your sort of fur pick up and prickle in anticipation. Um, and you go to reach for your lyre out of its case and it's not there. It's always in my case. Where is... Oh, no. And I look around and ask my bandmates, hey, if, if any of you, did anyone see where my line went? Uh, I don't think. Um, there was... Somebody came by, um, I think they were wearing, like, this blue shirt. Um, they said they were planning stuff for the wedding and they needed to see our stuff. Was it a meal? I think that's their name? I don't really remember. Um, but, um... Do you know where you went? I think Emil went, um, over by the edge of the platform where, um, the power source for the, all the lights is around that little corner over there. And they point towards the same store corner. And you see a large mouse with an eye patch and needle straps, um, to their hip walking towards that same area. Oh man, this might be trouble. And I slowly walk over to, to where I leave my hammer. It's right next to my case, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up this. Oh boy. And I slap it to my back and I just waddling over to where to fo- follow at a, at a distance, of course. of course. Because that's one intimidating mouse. Yeah. <laughs> and as you um, follow this mouse, um, Chip, what you see as you turn around is um, what looks like a large, almost like chest-sized um, metal box, which to those of us who are humans would recognize as a D battery, um, is sort of hooked up to these two wires that um, run along and then fray towards the edges and mix, and you watch as there's, there's these sort of like connections of wires um, going through capacitors and these sort of small black boxes um, that change the way that the current flows. Um, and this is the power source, what's been powering this whole thing. Um, and you see a mouse sort of standing in front of it, 
Um, you can't see what their hands are doing, but they're muttering to themselves about something. Hey! <laughs> Who are you? Uh, um, do not pay any mind to me. My name is Emil Marigold. I am uh, the wedding planner. Huh. And also, uh, of course, the uh, right hand to the court of Zimbabwistas. What's this? Uh, this is a, a, a battery. Uh, it is what uh, powers the um, uh, the uh, the lights. We have worked very hard on this. I'm simply uh, correcting an error that uh, my friend has made. Hmm. What kind of error? Ah, uh, well, you see, uh, and they point at a capacitor that has been placed on the wire. Um, says. Uh, there is a capacitor here. This is uh, uh, dilutes the flow of the energy and uh, makes it so that uh, not as much flows out. It is usually a precaution for when you are working in the small spaces. But uh, the space here is, is quite large, and so the, the capacitor is dimming the lights. We prefer the lights to be brighter. Um, it's better for the uh, ambiance. I thought the lighting was perfectly fine, actually. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm simply... Uh, Following orders, you see um, uh, the long whiskers, they are very particular about how their uh, things are presented, and so I'm uh, making sure that uh, nobody gets in trouble. Right. Okay. Uh, and you watch as they um, grab these sort of like large wooden tongs, essentially, and begin to pry part of the wire apart um, and what loose the capacitor. Um, and take it and they sort of like wrap the wire around itself and place them into a sort of like small like um, bag that's made out of folded paper that they have and uh, place it in and secure it. Um, would you like me to show you to a, a seat? Uh, what party are you are you with? With the Bushtails? Yes. Uh, is bodyguard. Ah, yes, 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 yes for Ivy's. Um, and you watch as they take out a small sort of, like, uh, notebook and made out of, like, discarded leaf paper. And it's about this time that you um, make your way up to that, speaking. Excuse me? Uh, hello? Hi, uh, Emil. Um, I, I was just wondering. Uh, my bandmates were telling me that you, know, you were doing, like, a like a checkup on, like, a equipment. Yes, 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 yes. Um, um, my liar's not where it should be. Would you happen to know where it oh, is? Oh, um... You should look over um, towards the westernmost side of uh, the, um, the pavilion. There should be a, a small sort of a basket. Um, it has the things that I was working on. Your, your liar, when you did your sound check, it was out of tune. So I uh, made sure that it was tuned to the, the specifics. Oh, oh. Um, but it should be there's a small basket and um, they point um, towards. Uh, this sort of like uh, basket that's been woven out of like hay essentially um, um, and you can see your lyre is sitting among other objects within it um, and this, um, it should be in there and I'm pretty sure it is too I'm not a, a, a of the musical persuasion but uh, it is uh, looking good so to speak hmm? uh, okay okay I'll, I'll go get it I turn around and I just started wondering to myself I'm never out of tune uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, you are cheap, correct? I'm Chipotle. Only my friends call me Chip. I'm not. Um, I will. Mean, and uh, they flip 
yes, um, you are sitting uh, at this table, and they show you um, a table for that is towards the back, the sort of prearranged tables where most of the staff is currently sitting. You should be sitting closer to Iris. Um, that uh, you make a good a good point. Um, because she's part of the bridal party, and she is sitting up in front. Um, our staff have been required, requested to sit in the back. Um, I'm sure she's very safe. She's sitting up there with the, the current head of the long um military. I cannot think of it as a safer place to be. Okay. You done here? Yes, I am done. Let me walk you back to your seat. All right, yes, by all means. Um, returning back, you sit at a, a table. Um, Emil is a couple tables over. Sitting down directly next to you is Tarragon. Um, Tarragon, you're sort of overseeing your work, making sure none of the lights are out. Um, it all looks good for now. We'll see what happens in the future. Um, as um, the rehearsal then begins and you begin to play your song, um, the night performs like many others. Um, there is the sort of um, preparation. The food is tested and delivered. Um, it's sort of like a roasted acorn alongside of a, a fresh green of some sort. And of course, the main course being um, the fillets of the roasted stag. Um, as the night goes on, there's many a dance um, and an activity um, in preparation to for tomorrow being the wedding. Um, how are you all getting ready for the wedding? I am doubly, triply, quadruply checking to make sure that my instruments are not out of tune. Because that's a surprise to me. Because I, I usually make sure before every single gig I do. Because I'm anxious. I, I, I gotta, I gotta make sure that everything's perfect before I go over it. And I'm pretty sure that I was not to. But, hey. If Emil says that, if the wedding planner says that something was off, may- maybe I was wrong, you know? It, it sounded fine during the rehearsal, so I just hope that everything will go as smoothly as it did tonight. I am going to be in my chamber, sort of preparing my, like, ceremonial, like, dress armor, sort of polishing up, making sure it looks all nice. I'm also going to be preparing my dueling bow. My mm. special blunted dueling arrows. I am checking and double checking to make sure everything is running smoothly and that everyone is safe. Checking in with the other bodyguards to make sure no one's seen anything weird. Um, and you know, polishing my sword. I got a new, a brand new clean fresh uniform. Brand new clean fresh eye patch. All that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hanging around the venue, double checking all of my connections, making sure everything is how I left it. Checking back, you see that there is um, currently missing, there is no uh, capacitor where there was one before. Oh. I rummage around my bag of many electrical components 
I put it, I replace it, and I think, hmm, where could that have gone? It's not something that just falls off. And I sort of poke around the area to see if it could have come disconnected. Maybe someone knocked it out of place. Looking around, um, looking at where the wire has been connected to the capacitor and the way that you did it before, somebody who is versed in how electric um, things work did this. Um, it was removed from a live wire, um, so they had to have had um, understanding of like the principalities of insulation and not shocking yourself um, while doing it. And it's somebody who knows what they're doing and they use the correct tools. And it's very cleanly done. It was that rat face of meal. I was messing around with my business. Oh, Terragon, you did this wrong. No, I didn't do meal. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> fuck that bitch. So once I've checked, make sure nothing else is out of place muttered to myself some more about a meal, start heading back to where I'm staying so that I can get a good night's rest and enjoy the products of my hard work tomorrow. Awesome. Alright. As you all prepare for the wedding ceremony, as you tune up live on stage, you take your your stance um, in the procession of the wedding, you double and triple check all of your wirings. Check. You sit in the sort of antechamber between um, the pavilion and the point where the two houses meet um, with Iris. She's kind of breathing a little heavy. She's in this sort of like very well-crafted um, white paper gown um, that has been like elegantly folded and pressed in order for it to um, move and be not stiff. Um, as she goes, I just, I don't know, Chip. I'm, it's, it's really getting to me. You could still back out. You haven't said your vows yet. I know, but. Chip. Iris. You, you don't understand. All right. This wedding, it's not about me. It's never been about me. It's about. My house, it's about the light well, it's about Alranis, it's about power, it's about control. Chip, I'm just... I'm not used to being about me all the time, okay? And I'm worried... I'm worried I'm next. I will make sure that doesn't happen. Okay. I trust you. You're going to do great. Thank you. As the chimes start to set off and the ceremony begins, um, the, the wedding march is played as um, Iris comes down this long aisle as these lights come up as she walks. Um, you see this large, imposing figure of Alranis standing at the altar in the same ceremonial garb that he wears all the time. Um, but now with um, sort of a crown of like leaves that sits around his head um, as the ceremony begins. 
um, and Connor, Brushtail, Iris's father, stands and says, On this momentous occasion, we celebrate not just the union of two souls, but of two houses, of two nations. As we stood individually, we stood weaker than we do now. For it is unity that makes us strong. It is unity that makes us whole. And it is this union that will give us our strength. And the ceremony commences. Rings are exchanged. And once it is over, the couple proceeds down the aisle back into their antechamber. Um, Chip, you feel that Iris is safe with Aranis. There are very few people that you trust, but Aranis is one of them. Um, as the rest of you wait for the reception to begin. Um, Chip. Yes. As you're standing in this sort of, um, this plaza waiting for the reception to begin again, you see Connor sort of worriedly walking not towards um, the brush tails, but towards where the Long Whiskers clan's uh, entrance goes. In and towards um, their keep. That's weird. That's suspicious. Can I try and listen to what he's doing? Okay. You just keep like a comfortable tail on him. Yeah. Don't raise any suspicion. I'd say for this, give me a dex check. Oh boy. Okay. D20. You're trying to roll under your uh, dex score. What is my dex score? Great, I did. Awesome. As you keep this tail, um, you hear Connor's mumblings. No, it's not right. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Um, no. Um, as um, he turns a corner um, and you see sort of as you go to follow him, you have to stop and hug towards the wall as Yuri, um, the leader of the Longwhisker clan, is sort of sitting in this smaller chamber outside of um, the main keep of the Longwhiskers. And he's, you hear snippets of the conversation, but not the whole thing. You hear Connor go, well, um, scouts have said that there's nothing for us to worry about, but I'm still receiving threats. And, um, here he goes, it doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for anybody to threaten us. We're the primary force here. I, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. Connor's wrong. I think we're safe. It makes sense. I trust you. I trust the Sparrow Riders. We're safe, right? 
experiences. Even if they did try something, they wouldn't stand a chance. Um, and that's when there's the sort of like you miss bits and pieces, and then you hear the sound of footsteps walking back towards you. It does get away. You pull in as um, Connor makes his way back out, um, and then Uriel slowly sort of hobbles his way forward. He he looks different in this moment. You just heard him speak with such sharpness and acuity, but now he seems confused for a moment, as if he's lost in where he is. You want to see he blinks for a moment and shakes his head and it's gone. And he returns to his stride and makes his way back out into the, the pavilion. Hmm. And the reception begins as um, you all gather to make merriment and with music and your band plays your songs and um, there's wonderful dancing and, and the feast is had um, as people are enjoying themselves. Rowan, what, what, what do you do? I'm just sort of sitting at our table eating our food but I have my uh, bow and my dueling arrows tucked underneath my seat so that no one can see them. And I'm patiently waiting for uh, a moment when uh, my brother is both out in the main reception area and also not uh, in conversation with anyone or not uh, up on the stage. Gotcha. You watch as this like large line dance of people has just like finished and ended and um, your brother and I are about each other. Um, they stand up and this seems like as good of a moment as any. I grab my bow, I grab the arrows, and I sort of rapidly walk up to Aramis. Brother, what do you say we punctuate these festivities with a duel of sorts? <laughs> you wish to duel me now? Yes, brother, I wish to duel you now. Well, who am I to request to deny my brother's request on my wedding night, am I? Uh, and he calls for um, a dueling weapon, and you watch as they return this sort of like large um, sort of... Uh, it was, it's kind of like the half end of a toothpick that's been wrapped repeatedly in twine to the point that it's just more rope than it is stick. Yes. By all means. Um, I need you to make a dexterity check. Okay. For the initiative here. Put those in there. Oh, great. I don't know. We don't, we don't need to worry about it. Either. Uh, I roll a five, which is under your deck score. Is under my deck score. Awesome. Okay. Um. So you get to act first. What do you do? Okay. So I'm going to uh, draw my bow and take an arrow and aim right for his crown. See if I can knock it off his head. All right. Roll your damage. Let's see. Seven damage. Seven damage. You. Right across the top of his head. <laughs> that was a good shot. Um, you guys were happy. Uh, if you don't mind, yes. yes. The dice, I need them. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you watch as he winds up, takes a step in, and his knee comes up under the inside of your knee, and he's going to like push up with um, a strike. Uh, I need you to make a strength check really quick. Strength check. I do not pass. 
Okay. Then. No. So you take two points of damage. Uh, and I'd like you to mark a condition. Okay. This is the, um, uh, not incapacitated, we'll say the prone condition. So you're currently, you watch as he, he, you move out of the way so he barely glances you, but the full weight of his body shoves you up off of your feet and you land and fall onto your back. And so the way a condition is marked is, um, I don't know if you have your inventory pulled up, which is super valid. Oh, if you do, it takes up an inventory space. Okay. Um, and can be cleared on a short rest, which God, yeah. in this game is literally like six seconds. Okay. Um, it's now your turn. It's my turn. Yes. Okay. So I'm prone on the ground. He's just standing above me. Um, he's taking a few steps back. He's taking a few steps back. Okay. I'm going to um, get to my feet, brush off. A fine strike, brother. Yes, a fine strike. I'm going to draw my bow once again, and I'm going to try to knock the uh, his weapon out of his hand. Gotcha. Um, because you have received a condition this turn, uh, you're going to roll a d4 because you're doing reduced damage. Oh, I got Two damage. Two damage. You strike the side of his hand, but he doesn't release the weapon that he's holding. Much better than the last time this happened. And he goes to backhand you um, with the weapon. Uh, I need the D8. It's in there. You take eight points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> he smacks the shit out of oh you. Oh my god. Holy shit. Full backhand. You. <laughs> oh no. I think you need to roll a strength save. I need to roll a strength save. Um, uh, please reduce two from your strength score. Oh boy. Because I believe your HP is. What's your HP? Uh, my HP is, uh, currently it was at two. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. Reduce your strength score by two. By two. Uh, and try to roll under it. Okay. Is Chips here? Chips is definitely watching. I roll She's under it. it. Congrats, you don't pass the fuck out. Um, <laughs> She's enjoying you, it so much. <laughs> but you do mark another condition. Um, oh, for this, I'll say, this'll be incapacitated. <laughs> <laughs> As well. you get absolutely fucking bitch slapped. Um, yeah. And it's like that feeling like when you're not paying attention and you get hit with like a rubber dodgeball like yeah. right across the face. Yeah. As you feel you are like smacked and your head heads towards the like very quickly towards the ground as your legs sweep out from underneath you yeah. and you crack your head on the, the, the stone floor as you just sort of have to lay there and uh, catch your breath as there is... Just a moment of pure silence. Jazz music stops. As, <laughs> as everybody who was very invested in what seemed like a very fair and ongoing fight until it was incredibly and brutally ended very quickly um, by Alranis, who lays you out flat as that sort of moment of contempt happens as he raises his thing into the air and goes, Glory! As a, Multiple other members of the Long Whisker House ah, scream after him <laughs> as the parts of the crowd erupt into cheers as others are like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> what the fuck, gang? Rise up. Um, as the night is sort of divided into this strange energy that permeates you all. Um, 
<laughs> Iris sort of steps up and as Alranis is like celebrating, tries to talk to him, but he's just, he's too in the moment as he like steps forward into his friends and she just sort of like kneels down and is like, are you okay? <laughs> yes, it was a fine strike for my brother, yes. I, I, I will be fine. I will be fine. Are you sure? Of course, I'm a man of the longest grouse. I've, I will be fine. I'm, 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 I'm accustomed to this. Okay. Um, you do your thing. Uh, a hand in getting up. Yeah, maybe. yeah. And she grabs your paw and lifts you <laughs> to your feet. Um, you are super winded. <laughs> um, thank you, Iris. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Just maybe. Look out in the future. That was really violent out of nowhere. Do you guys do that a lot? Ah, uh, yes. This is much like my brother to do this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, um, well, um, good luck with that. Thank you. <coughs> Congratulations on the wedding. Ah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Good day. Good day. <laughs> As she walks away from this interaction, um, within a short rest, which is literally like six seconds to capture your breath, um, you, I think you can roll a d6 and regain that many hit points. I don't know the rules very well. I, th- I think it is a 1d6 to you. It is for Ooh, level one. Yeah. Rest and healing. Short rest takes a turn. Blah, 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 blah. You restore 1d6 plus 1 HP. Okay. Congrats. Um, your strength score stays at the reduced level. Mm-hmm. Um, and you clear, uh, your prone condition, okay. but incapacitated still remains. Okay. Um, as the night goes on, is there anything else that anybody else wants, wants to do as of right now? Are there any plans? I'm going to check that battery. All right. As you head over to the battery, um, it seems the same as before, except now there's a capacitor there again. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, as you step away from that, um, make a wisdom check really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're rolling under your wisdom score. Is it equal or under, or just under? Ah, uh, equal or under. Okay. Will. Will, yeah. Yes. Not wisdom. Will. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm in D&D mode. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't we all? So confused. Okay. It is at my will score. So you succeed. You because notice something silvery sort of poking through the grass? It's difficult to, to identify. But you see sort of this silvery sort of like wisp um, snaking along the grass. Following. Following it, it's it's a lone wire. But as you follow its connection, it leads up to the stage. The sort of elevated dining area where the two white families eat. Um, And heads underneath sort of a covering. This sort of like skirt along the outside and disappears under that. Huh. Would I fit under the skirt? It'll be a bit of a squeeze, but yeah, you could fit under there. 
I'm going to follow it under. See where it goes. Following it under, it leads along the bottom until it gets to the center, and then goes up, wraps around one of like the supports, and shoots up through the bottom. Towards the tables. Can I go find Terry? Yeah, you make your way out uh, from underneath the thing, sort of brushing yourself off, and you go find Terragon. Um, Terragon, where are you right now? Um, I am still at the table, kind of like, hmm, what the hell just happened? Is this like a normal wedding thing for you guys? I guess I'm just gonna eat my luxurious dinner, might as well take advantage of the fact that I'm at a very fancy wedding right now. Um, and I'm trying to, like, surreptitiously look around, figure out where Emil is, because I think he moved my capacitor, and I want to find him and yell at him. So, searching your way through the crowd, um, looking at the people that are here, you're searching for that sort of, uh, that blue wrapping, looking around, you sort of pan, and then very quickly, you see a mouse with an eye patch and a needle at their side, moving very quickly and determinedly directly towards you. Oh, I'm gonna move very quickly and determinedly the other way. That's really suspicious. I'm gonna chase. <laughs> you just sort of like go from like the speed walk to the <laughs> full of chase. Um, who wants to make a dex check? As, as the one with probably a higher death. Definitely a higher death. Let's make opposed ones. How about that? Okay. How it's going to work is if you both succeed, whoever succeeds by the larger margin. I did not pass. Oh, well, uh. I somehow. Oh, I did not either, actually. You both <laughs> I wrote I wrote something that would be so good for D and D, and is so not good for right now. Sorry, bud. Um, you both run and sort of turn a corner, um, and as you get there, you're like running out of steam really quick because Tergon's really fast because Tergon's a very small mouse. Um, darting around corners, Tergon, you <laughs> directly into a dead end <laughs> as you turn around, and Chip is just. Heaving <laughs> out of breath. Fuck. Why are you chasing me? You're the electrician, right? You were chasing me just to ask questions about. Yeah. I... Oh. You were running, that's really suspicious. You were chasing me, that's really suspicious. I was walking toward you! And then you ran! You have a weapon! Most of the people here have weapons! And this eye patch. Okay, so what? A pigeon decided it didn't like my face. All right, you're the electrician. Uh-huh. I have a question. Uh huh. The the capacitor thingy on the battery. The capacitor. Yeah, that. Did you? Did the the Lagmuskas tell you to take that off? Or they have told the male to take that off? Um, I put it on. I was checking my wires. I came back and it was gone, so I replaced it. Neil took that off. What? Yeah, so I knew it. He said he said he got an order from the long whiskers. I knew he was messing with my shit. Yeah, it seemed weird because I came back and it was there and then yeah. Um also I have another question. 
Did you put this wire from the battery above, uh, like, down under the table and up into the table? Because there's a wire in the table, and that seems really, really weird. Because there's yeah, no lights I, up there. Yeah, why the hell would I do that? Yeah, could you take a look at that? Because I don't know. Uh, that seems sketch. I... <laughs> Alright, I'm going to go with her to look at this very sketchy wire. <laughs> uh, you see the sketchy wire following it? goes up into the thing, looking up. It connects to the leg of Aronis' chair, and when you investigate further, underneath the cushion is a metal plate. Yeah, I didn't put that there. They hired me to do lighting, not make electrical chair displays. Electrical chair displays. Like, like, you're dead sort of electrical chair? Well, this is a metal plate, so a nasty shock to the butt at the very least. Probably a little worse than that. That's a strong battery. It's oh, connected up to a lot of the lighting in here. That's not good. And the capacitator mediates the amount of output, so it's making that's what's making the lights dim and moonlighty. Yeah, that's what that's what Emily told me. Um, I told him I like the lighting. He said, "No, we want to make it brighter." I said, "Okay, you do you, I guess." Man doesn't understand the definition of mood lighting. You can probably <laughs> go to a romantic restaurant on a date and make them turn the lights up. <laughs> so true. Anyway, uh, we should probably find Elronis and tell him that someone was trying to kill him. We should find a meal and make him sit on this chair. That too. I like the way you think, my dude. Maybe I should unplug this. Actually, maybe you should unplug this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should turn off the chair. He's come back around his So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take out my tools and I'm gonna go about the proper method of disconnecting a dangerous wire. All right, you sort of pry parts of the wire off using uh, wooden tools and also sort of a small leaf wrapped, um, almost like a hammer and mallet, and you and unwind the wrap the wire that's connected at this junction. Um, it's pretty easy to do, especially somebody with your skill and expertise. Alright, so I'll kind of coil that up so the extra's out of the way. It's not going to, like, no one's going to trip on it and zap themselves, anything like that. Um, so, you're the bodyguard. Yeah. Cheddar. Chipotle. Chipotle. You're My the... friends call me Chips. So or ch- Chip, or Big Chips. It it really doesn't matter. Alright, so Chipotle. We should probably, we probably shouldn't... Tell anyone on our way to Alranis. Wouldn't want anyone to panic, yeah? Yeah. I'll find Alranis. You find Emil? Oh, I'm gonna get him. Great. Alright. Um, let's start with, uh, with Chip. Chip, you make your way towards Alranis? That's your plan? Yes. Alright. Um, as you approach him, there is, um, he's still in the midst of, like, um, celebrating with his friends. Um, you watch as they are like downing mouse ale. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, Ronis. Who said that? Me. Oh, uh, yes, that is me. What do you want? Need to talk to you. All right. What do you What do you want? Alone. <laughs> Shut up! Come here. All right, and he follows you. So, I was looking at the battery, mm. and there was this wire, and it seemed kind of sketch, and so I found the electrician, 
and I had the electrician take a look at it, and it led to this metal plate on your chair. And so, yeah, I think that was an assassination attempt. That doesn't make any sense. How am I going to get killed by sitting on a chair? Well, because the electricity, you know, it goes through, it goes zap, and your your insides are fried. I don't think that's what it does. I think it makes lights turn on. It does multiple things. Sure, yes. All right. So I thought you should know that someone's out there trying to kill you. Listen, I understand that you primarily work for the brush tails, but I'm a long whisker. Somebody's always trying to kill me. What I do to solve the problem is I kill them first. Well, I think it's it was, really that easy. I think it was a meal. A meal. Yeah, I saw him messing with the battery and stuff. Like he took the capacitor yeah, off. Yeah, capacitor- messing with the battery is what we yeah. pay him for. Well, no, because the capacitor, the capacitor, the cap- yeah, the, all right, that yes, thing. Sure, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a meal. I just know it. If you don't believe me, I'll find Terragon and have him show you. All right, sure. Where's Terragon? He's going to find a meal. <laughs> all right. Uh, and we cut to Terragon. Terragon, where are you searching for me? Where do you think Emil is right now? I'm looking around wherever they have that mouse ale. Alright, you head towards sort of the uh, the bar um, as you walk up. Um, the King Uriel is um, deep in his cups, sort of um, drinking um, by where you are. Works for me. Um, he just sort of looks up at you and grunts and goes, mm. Yeah. And looks away. Sort of forcibly ignoring you. Yeah, good to see you too. Hey, have you seen Emil? I gotta talk to him. Emil. Yeah, yay high, blue string shirt. Emil. Pain in the ass. French. Emil. Emil. And he looks at you and you watch as his eyes sort of like shakily focus in on you and they meet your gaze and he just sort of leans in towards you and just goes (laughs) 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 and just starts like having an absolute laughing fit almost like he barely comprehended what you just said to him oh great well Two problems. The king's going insane. There's maybe a murder attempt. Uh, you didn't hear that about the murder attempt. Nothing's f- everything's fine. Uh, all right. Well, Neil's not here, uh, unless you're planning on like giving me some information. I guess I'll just go look somewhere else. As you start walking, he goes, Neil. <laughs> what about Emil? Oh, Emil. Emil. And starts just yelling. He starts shouting for a meal. People start like noticing um, and like it starts quieting down and there's no response. You leave? But I, isn't he supposed to be in charge of half of this? Yeah, um where is Neil? I 
going to compliment him on how well he did plan his wedding. It was really nice. Yeah, I was going to beat the shit out of him for messing with my shit. Oh. Gee, is everybody here just so violent? Jeez. I don't know. It's a metaphorical. Oh, oh okay. Shit beating. I don't know, you... You into electricity? No, I... I don't get out much. Eh, that's fair. Um, well... The lights guy, uh, and the meal Oh, team. you did the lights? Yeah, that was... This has just been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is a good one. This is... And congrats on the marriage. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Emil, uh, asked me to do this, and... I see. He's kind of a yeah. royal pain. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we go, we go way back. It's... Uh, that guy... Uh, yeah, I gotta talk to him about some of my supplies, I guess. Okay. And I don't know where he went. Um, well, I think I saw him, um, right when, when we started. Mm-hmm. He was heading towards, um, he was, he was heading towards, um, my, my, uh, well, I guess the, towards the, uh, where I'm from, you know, my, oh. my homestead. He went up through the mouse hole. That's a weird place to go. Alright, well. I, I assumed it was it had something to do with the wedding, but I guess he hasn't been back. You know, so. Yeah. Well, I guess I can go try and find him. Yeah, but by all means. Alright, so I'm gonna head off towards the Brushtails dwelling in that direction on Um Chip, you see this happening. Yeah. Alright. So I am going to Hey Alronis, come here. I drag Alronis with me as I follow yeah. Tarragon. What's happening? Why, what, why, uh, I want to drink! Well, too bad! As you watch as your brother just sort of gets dragged off by um, a very large and imposing mass. <laughs> oh. Towards the brush tails. Oh, Chipotle, you're... There you are. Yeah. Uh, Emil seems to have disappeared entirely into the brush tails... He went over there and he hasn't come back. Well, that's not good. Let's go find him. Yeah, I was going to go look for him. I was going to really give it to him. Yeah. Give him what for. Give him what for. You're so right. Alright. Gotta keep marching in. I don't think I know my way around this place. You walk into this large, domed, sort of, uh, almost cathedral-like space and are very confused. There's too many doors. There are a lot of doors. I know which way I'm going, so I'm gonna like. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, don't you work here? Yeah, I've lived here for a couple of years. Uh, where do you think he went? Uh, I don't know. What he's a what French sleaze bags want that they got around here? Hey, money? Yeah, a fountain of. Fortune telling or whatever. Uh, Don't you just yeah, know uh, the shiny pool of desire or whatever? Yeah, that's the fancy fortune telling thing. Let's go there. Yeah, maybe he wants to look at that. Maybe he wants to tell a fortune. Maybe he wants to steal something. Uh, as you head that way, you make your sort of like right and left into the sort of uh, antechamber right before uh, you enter um, the sort of uh, place that you usually enter. And walking in, you hear. Voice. You hear the sort of like light speaking 
um, muffled by something. And you realize that it's coming from behind the curtain. You know, certainly well, because I. There's certainly some sort of rule oh. about it in there, and it might be... When a creature takes critical damage, <laughs> they take the injury. Never been behind the curtain before. I don't think I'm allowed to go behind the curtain, but then again, if that's a meal, I don't think he is either. Yeah, and I think Iris is. I think Iris is in danger. All right, we're going behind the curtain and pull us out the curtain. Pull us out the curtain. You are in a dark room. Wow, what a dark room! Um, You can hear the sort of sound of water um, lapping gently against the walls of. a pool. Um, you can see a sort of a, a dim light coming from the center of the room that seems to be reflected up through some kind of water. And there is a figure on the other side, um, its paw beginning to reach into the light well. Hey, Emil! There's no response. Emil? Maybe it's not him? What's. Even if it wasn't him, someone would look up if I yelled, Hey, Emil, at them. Uh, how do you get to the other side of this? I assume you walk around, but I've never been in here. So you walk around. You walk around. Um, it's hard to, like, the, the, the figure is sort of, like, pushed forward, a uh, paw dangling into uh, the light well. They don't seem to react or respond to you coming closer to them. Hey, you! Get closer. Uh, you get even closer. You're like right up next to them. You yeah. can't really make up anything because it's so dark. In there. You do have a lantern. Yeah, I'm gonna pull out the lantern that I forgot on until this exact second. I'm gonna flip it on. Yeah, you click on the electric lantern. And before you lies the corpse of Connor Brush. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I was expecting. That is not what I was expecting either. I oh, I've got to tell Iris about this. Well, that's not um, who I was oh. looking for at all. Sort of running along the paw that goes into the light well is thick, dark, almost black blood that comes out of the sort of eye ridges um, and out oh. of the mouth and the ears of the car. If it gets in the water, is that going to be a problem? Probably. Let's let's move him a little bit. All right. You lift. You're doing most of the work here. Yes. Let's be honest. I'm going to lift him and um, sort of pull his. I'm probably going to bring him out of the curtained area. Mm-hmm. So I I carry him out. This wedding is about to get very um. Oh, these this, these lights are not appropriate for a funeral. I'm gonna have to dim them a lot. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Oh, who do we? Who do you tell about a corpse at a wedding? Uh, it, um. Uh, the the other the other we should tell the other king. Oh, not that he's at the bar. He's I drunk know. out of his. Oh, right. You're so right. Um. We should tell Iris, but like, I don't want to. Aronis? Aronis, he's right there. 
Aranis has like decided to like like you were like so keen on this. Aranis literally just wandered off. Aranis is not right there. <laughs> like, right, gotta go find him. You, oh. Like you guys went in, and as soon as you guys were like, let's check out the little light well. He like immediately took that. He literally just like turned around and walked the other way. Here we go. All right, I gotta go find Aranis again. Oh no, he's probably okay. drinking again. Okay, oh, he might not be helpful either. I'm gonna go find him. Sorry, Back he's not helpful. Back at the uh, the wedding, um, festivities <laughs> ensue. Um, oh boy. Merry tunes are played um, and all the sort. Um, Rowan, what what are you doing right now? Well, I'm going to be making my way towards the bar because I, this, while I am feeling a lot better, I am still in pain, <laughs> and I would like to not be in pain. So Rowan's going to get a drink. That is so valid. Um. Uh, as um, you go to get a drink, um, your brother, who is becoming more and more intoxicated, um, ap- rapidly approaches the bar um, to get another drink. And you see your father almost fully, like, collapsed over on his arm, um, <laughs> head down on the bar. Father? <laughs> father, father, are you, are you all right, father? <laughs> You've been drinking? Mm, yes, Father. Uh, should we return you to your chambers, Father? <laughs> father? <laughs> and you watch as he puts, like, both of his hands on your head and, like, leans really close in and then fucking bites you right on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> father! Where's the dice? <laughs> Yeah, give me the D4. <laughs> you take two points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you watch as he climbs now up onto the bar on and he's like on all fours and begins to like crawl down um and is now like crawling around the bar. Uh I need you to make a will check real quick. Okay. I fell. Hmm. How to word this? this? Your father is very intoxicated. (laughs) Right. He gets like this often. Uh, It's honestly pretty out of character for him. But maybe in his old age, he's feeling in the spirit. It is Aronis' wedding. Good time for him. Really letting loose. Father, my God. You've drunk far too much bartender. Uh, <laughs> yes. Make sure that he does not have any more drinks. Yeah. All right. And uh, try to keep an eye on him. He uh, seems to be uh, in a way. <laughs> yes, I will attempt to do so to my best abilities. Um, and it's at this point that you two return. Aronis. Aronis. He turns. He whips around like drink in hand. Look. There is a. Problem? There is a problem. Also, why did you run? I know the problem. It's that there's not enough ale. Ah! <laughs> is it, so this way, I, I, I grab a tank of ale and I go to there. There's a problem. There's a problem. I. Oh, and no, you know what? You know what? How drunk are you? He'll work, right? Not very. Drunk. I really, really don't Can't want say. him to work, but I guess he's gonna have to. Okay. Um, what is wrong with me working? I am. I am Rowan Longwhisker. I'm a man of the house. 
I don't like you. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you don't like me? No. What, I don't think you, what could not be likable about me? That. I'm anyway. one of the great sparrow riders of the homeless I don't care who exactly. likes you. Who doesn't like your brother while we're on that topic? I think there's been an attempt, there's been an attempt on his life. not like my brother. Well, there are quite many people who don't like my brother, you see. He is Alranis Longwhisker. Well, speaking of Alranis Longwhisker, I think we just discovered a murder plot against Alranis Longwhisker. A, so. a murder plot? And speaking of murder plots, um, yeah, Iris's dad is dead. What? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you might want to come with us. I yeah, maybe sorry. we should speak I, more privately. I, yeah. I, 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 I wipe the blood off my face. <laughs> I know. So what the hell happened to your face? <laughs> it's my father. He's very drunk, you see. I, I'm sure the festivities have just gotten to him. He's behind the bar right now, skulking around. Okay. Oh, um, looking around the bar, your father is like on his side, just giggling to himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw him earlier. Just like that. That's not good. I'm going to make a little check. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's still the merry tunes. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just here to make tunes, you know. I uh, I I'm, you succeed. I succeed. Um, Aronis's father um looks a bit strange. He may be a little bit more than just drunk. Um, you see that there are sort of these like. The, 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 the skin around his eyes and snout are, are very like, um, like blush red, um, much more than anybody would have gotten from drinking. Is that something that I would recognize from any sort of training or any sort of anything? No. Okay. You can just recognize that he's not just drunk. Your father, before we take care of the already dead father, we should take care of the almost dead father. We should get him to a hospital or something. Can I make a will check to see how drunk I am? Absolutely, you can. <laughs> I you have like one sip of ale. <coughs> Mouse. I am definitely drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, my father, he's, um, uh, he's afflicted with something, you know. Uh, it's, it's, um, a, a disease of sorts. Um, perhaps, uh, it might be best for us to move him. That's not a disease, honey. Is there anyone here who isn't drunk? No, 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 it's no, no, a no, 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 no. He's just, it's a disease, I assure you. <laughs> I am Rowan Longwhisker. And is Rowan Longwhisker... I know what I speak of. Is Rowan Longwhisker a doctor? Rowan Longwhisker is a man of the Longwhisker house. And he knows of what he speaks. I would love to go find someone who isn't drunk and isn't Iris. Is there anyone out there who no. isn't drunk and isn't Iris? I... Oh. Wow, there's a guy playing the light. Let's go find uh, the You guy finish your, your next set and you're, you take your break um, to be able to enjoy sort of I'm your, going to your time off. Tag along with them, sort of stumbling Please, please. You know of Duncan as the court musician? You hung out with him a couple times. You tried to get him to write something for you. He seems like the best option right now. <laughs> Please, for the love of Mouse God, tell me you're sober. Uh, yeah, I haven't had any. I've been playing all night, so... Fantastic. What's your name? Uh, Duncan Darkwood. Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Great. Huh? Uh, Yeah, um, we've got a problem. 
And you are the only one here who isn't drunk and isn't Iris. Um. Nothing uh, wrong with that, Rich. Okay. Yeah, so, um, help. Uh, the one king is dead, one king is dying, and Alranis almost got killed. And... I need and no to, one knows where and Emil no is. one knows where Emil is, and I need to bring someone to the hospital, probably. But I was kind of trained to take care of one person at a time, and now I've got like at least three, and all of them are drunk or dead. So, and none of them are the person I've been trained to take care of. Ah! And yet, asking the court musician, you're not drunk, you're not Iris. Don't worry, you're like the third person we tried. Duncan. Hi, Rowan. My friend, Duncan. Hi. I wrap my arm around him. Duncan, my friend. How goes my ballad, Duncan? Um, it's uh, going fine, I guess. Are we just going to ignore the fact that one of the kings are dead? Yeah, guys, come on. You know, I'm not really sure what they're talking about, Duncan. They just walked up to me and they said that he's dead. Can I slap really sure. sure. Great. Um, how much damage do you want to do to him? Not enough that he'd like pass okay. out again. <laughs> you can just smack him if you want. Hey. Attacks automatically hit in this game, so <laughs> a duel. Hey, what a duel! No, a duel. Yeah, listen. I saw your little escapade. I think you're just no, no, no more a duels. Duel. No more yes. duels tonight. No, we are going to go back okay. into the the castle. We're gonna find the king. We're gonna figure out what to do with him. We're gonna find out what to do with the other king. And we're, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fine. We're all gonna be fine. Let's go. I should speak to my brother about our father. Yeah, your brother's it's even very important. than you are. Let's go. But I no, 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 I should speak to him about our father. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. We can, let's do that. <laughs> Alright, you approach all around us. Yeah. Brother. Brother! <laughs> it is good to see you, brother. It is good to see you. Congratulations too. on the duel. It was a fine strike. It was. I do have important matters, brother. Yes. What so, father. Mm-hmm. Yes. He bit my face, brother. He oh. bit me on the face, brother. He crawled over the bar. Yes. And he's now cackling behind it. I well, that's strange. think we should do something about this. Uh, what? What? We should bring, bring him to a hospital. We should bring him to the doctor, brother. That makes sense. He's not right. All right. Um, Father, it's time for us to bring you to someone who can help you. Um, and he, like, grabs your father under the front paws and <laughs> drags him up to his feet. Um, where's the doctor? Doctor? I start shouting, Doctor! We need a doctor! Um, <laughs> you watch as um, a mouse in a set of like woven leaf clothing um, steps out and goes I think I might be at this bet yes our father he is not right there's something he's drunk far too much yeah I'll, I'll take a look um, he bit me on the nose you recognize this mouse as Arbiter Bramble <clears throat> um, the um, the represent the uh, representative um, in courtly matters to uh, of the wildlands and the ungoverned regions of the the sort of world, um, and he steps forward and takes a look at your father and goes, oh, "This can't be good. Uh, looks like your father uh, may have 
contracted something in the woods. Um, has your father been out recently, like um, within the past, uh, give or take a week? Can I speak to you privately for a second? Yeah, yes, of course. Yeah. Sort of try to turn him around so they can't hear. Like Uriel is suffering from the disease of madness. 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 Um, my boy, um, it might be a bit more than that. More than madness? Um, boy, I think your father has rabies. No, he doesn't. No, he cannot have rabies. I, he's got the telltale sign. He bit me. He bit me. He cannot have rabies. That's 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 not a good son. That's uh, not a good look. Um, Is there something that can be done? Um, most likely. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, I know we can help. Um, if we can find Iris, um, she has access to the light. Well, she should yes. be able to help with whatever we need. Um, if you can find her, I'm sure it's her wedding. You know, I can find her. Yes. Um. Wherever she may be. Um, go, yeah, it's yeah. important. Time is of the essence, really. Yes, yes. I turn to the rest of the group. Iris, where is she? Um, we need to find her. She's of great importance. I haven't seen her in a, in a bit. Uh, she must, it's her wedding. She must be findable. Going to look towards the, like, the brush tail section. Um, looking across the, the wedding sections, uh, make a will check real quick. Okay. There's the tray. I fail. You fail. Um, looking across, um, you're a little too drunk for this. And like, as you're like trying to look, you get that feeling where like your eyes start to like unfocus oh. on their own, and you're like, no, and you like blink and try to like, uh, and you can't get a clear picture of what was going on. I'll look for him. <laughs> Yes, yes, Duncan, you find them. I fail also. I have a very low will stand. <laughs> Duncan, um, as you start to like try to look at it, like you're like, uh, uh, some people start like making eye contact with you accidentally, and you're like, uh, as like people start looking at you. Oh, jeez. Oh. You just kind of get overwhelmed. I've lost track. Uh, person I'm trying to guard. That's not good. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I also feel my will check. <laughs> Iris isn't here. Oh no! Oh, why is everyone <laughs> disappearing? <laughs> the one thing, the one thing I, I I'm told to do first is never to let her out of my sight. What do I do? I leave her out of my sight. People are dead. She's gone. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> I just stare at Chipotle. Having a breakdown. <laughs> I don't know where he is. <laughs> Maybe she went to look for someone. I don't know. Maybe her dad. Maybe. Who's now dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope she didn't try to go to the... The, the shiny pond, because he's dead over there. Okay. Let's go check the light well. The light well? We're going to the light well. Maybe we're going to the light well. Maybe we should check on the body and make sure it hasn't 
gone anywhere. And maybe Iris is there. Or something. I don't know. And maybe <laughs> Iris is there. Or something. Or something. Um, Alright, you head back to the light while going up, back through the brush tail section. Um, you enter once again, you push through these heavy curtains um, into the dark room. Um, those of you that haven't gone in, you can see a paw dipped into what looks like a, a sort of small reflective pool of water towards the center of the room. Again? It's, I mean, oh, I guess you did move him. Yeah, we did move him. Alright, so yeah, where, where, do you, where did you put like him? Like right on? outside the curtain. Okay. You see the limp corpse of uh, Connor Brushtail, just sort of the sort of uh, black blood now, like sort of hardened onto the fur. Um, uh, it's rough. Oh my god. Yeah, we were uh, not making that up. He's, no, uh, very, he's quite dead. Yeah. Oh my god. What force has done this? It's just like question. that when we got, he was in the room with the water, and his hand was in the water, and we figured we'd move him so blood didn't get in the water. That seems like a bad idea. Someone's trying to kill. So, someone killed him. Someone killed him. Yeah, someone. that's what we've been saying. Someone definitely killed him, and Emil is missing, and now Iris is missing. Is Iris in the? Is she? Is she behind the curtain? Iris, Iris, are you in there? No response. Last time there was no response, there was a dead body. Yeah, let's go in. You push into the dark room. Um, you turn on your electric lantern and um, survey the room. Empty. Okay. Well, we need to scramble the guards. Promise her I wouldn't let it. We need to send out the guards. Someone's here killing people. That is the first good idea I've ever heard. Yeah. Today. Yes. Yeah. 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 Let's go back to the wedding. Let's go get the guards. To guards. And make sure no one else gets killed and find all the missing people and. I promised her I'd keep her safe. I promised that she wouldn't be the next one and I don't know where she is. I don't know where she is. Yeah, I, me neither. I start running back immediately to go warn everyone. I, really, I follow him because I do not want to be around this dead body. <laughs> I follow because I'm not dealing with tears. And <laughs> <laughs> just kind of sobbing, man. Alright. The three of you rush into uh, the wedding part party. What do you say? What do you do? I shout, Connor Brushtail is dead! <laughs> just into the, there into the entire is party. A deafening silence. Oh. He's dead in front of the light well. That is not the approach I was going to take. But I guess we're just going to tell everyone. There's just cl- like a wave of clamor of what? He's what? What? What's happening? What's going on? As like panic begins to slowly seep into, uh, the people's there. I shout, we need the guards. We need to scramble the guards. Someone killed him. Um, guards step forward and out. Um, they begin to lock into formation. Um, the, they sort of begin to herd the groups of people, like, together. As, um, over all this, over all this clamor you hear, what? As Iris steps out from, like, behind the tree line, um, walking towards this clamor, what's, what's going on right now? What's happening? Iris, yeah, your father. He's dead. 
No. What do you mean he's dead? I saw I... him in front of the light well. What? You, what? Your guard, uh, Chipotle, and I, we were looking for Emil, and we heard someone in the light well room, and we went in, and his body was in there. No, I, 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 I have to see him. I have to see him. And she, like, starts stepping forward, and two guards come and hold her shoulders. She goes, no, you need to let go of me. I need to see him. Guards, please. I will escort her. Make sure that the guests are safe. She, like, pushes out of the grasp of one of the guards as she heads towards the entrance into the, the thing. Um, um, as you're kneeling near Connor's corpse, um, Iris walks up, and you hear... Chips? Iris! Chips, Chips, what happened? I'm so glad you're okay. I. I what happened, Chips? So, okay, I didn't want you to find out this way. I didn't want you to find out on your wedding. But, so, um, I found. I found this suspicious wire. I found Tarragon, the electrician. And we figured out that that may have been an assassination attempt on your husband. Um, so we were looking for the guy who we think did it, Emil. You know Emil, right? Yeah. Yeah. Emil. Right. So we were looking for Emil, and we thought maybe he'd come in here. So I know, I know I'm not allowed behind the curtain, but we thought he was in here. So we came in, and we didn't find Emil, but we found your dad. Um, like this. What happened to him? Don't know. He just kind of like grabs the sides of his head. Dad? Who? Who did this? What happened? If all of our evidence... If our assumptions are correct, then it may have been a me. But we don't know where he is. Tarragon said that he may have been hidden in here, and from there, we don't know. I just, I don't get it. What, am I, what did he do? Don't. He didn't deserve this. No, he was a good man. Um, you watch as she, like, picks up his sort of chest and shoulders and, like, pulls him into her, getting these sort of, like, long black streaks of this dark blood onto the white wedding dress as it soaks in and spreads out. Um, you see a note fall out of his pocket. I pick it up and I read it. And that's where we'll leave off for today.